No matter what industry you're in, COVID-19 completely changed the way that we work. But it also highlighted that many things do stay the same, especially for the media. For example, for a pitch to stand out, it needs to be more targeted and relevant than ever before. Also, the relationship between PRs and the media is still so important. In fact, I'd argue that journalists and reporters depend on PRs now more than ever, especially as journalists find themselves strapped for time and resources to help them just do their jobs. For today's episode, we're chatting with a few ladies that make up the digital PR team at ERA, a digital marketing agency based in the UK about what we've learned over the last few weeks. It originally was planned to be a casual Google Hangout where we vent about some roadblocks that we're facing and probably also share interesting new hobbies that we've gotten into while quarantining. But since COVID-19 is the number one thing on everyone's mind right now, and many listeners have requested that we release a few episodes focused on how this pandemic is changing up the way PRs pitch stories and how journalists are responding to it, we thought we'd record it and share it with you all. Some quick intros, we have Shannon McGurk, ERA's Head of PR and Content, Aoife O'Connor, Digital PR Team Lead, Aaliyah Laughlin, Digital PR Consultant, and Georgia Keenan, who is a Digital PR Manager at ERA. Thanks so much for chatting with us today, ladies. Um, before we dive in, Shannon, can you explain or give us a little overview of what ERA is all about? So um, so we are ERA, we are a, um, we pre- pre- predominantly um, focus on, I guess, digital PR and creating creative link building within the U- within the UK market um, but we do have a number of clients that um, also kind of focus on US territories and other English speaking territories like Ireland and um, Australia and stuff like that so we've got some experience of overseas link building as well. Um, the company is five years old now um, and I have been with uh with them four years yeah four years in two weeks which is kind of really scary because I don't know where time's gone um in the last four years we've grown to a digital PR team of 18 people so um that's roughly split down the middle with um half the team focusing on the creative side of things so coming up with the ideas we've got a designer that sits in that team and then we've also got um Aoife's team um as well who focus on kind of the actual kind of outreach and digital PR and link building so we essentially create assets that um, off the back of, you know, large scale data sets, surveys, stuff like that, that don't, that kind of also want to go a bit beyond link building. I know it's really easy to just say that that's what we do and that's the service we offer. But the majority of us are traditional PR, PRs at heart. So we love the idea that we're also adding value to client sites, you know, through building their brand and um, getting their, to, you know, their voice out there and products out there and stuff like that too. So we don't necessarily focus on one specific niche or area um we're kind of a jack of all trades and um have kind of travel clients engineering clients stuff like that really really varied so it's never a dull day at era hq <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it well thank you so much for that overview shannon that was super helpful Jackie and I are excited to dive in and start asking some questions about what you've been experiencing over the last few weeks. So our first question is kind of regarding just how your pitching has been changed or maybe how it might have changed over the last few weeks. Journalists are typically under deadline and super swamped to begin with, but they're even more strapped for time these days. And because of this, have you changed up your pitching strategy um, certainly. So we're, we're finding that kind of some of our 
um, relationships that we've previously had um, are they're, they're either being furloughed, so we're having to find a kind of find new people to contact. Um, so we're finding that we're 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 approaching new people all the time, um, and we're we're slowly developing relationships just because of that. Um, and everyone's kind of just having to adapt and and be as helpful as possible. So yeah, we're definitely kind of um, we're, we're definitely creating new relationships for sure. Have you been able to build maybe some new relationships out of this? I think as well, um, just to add to what Aaliyah was saying, um, Aaliyah herself and another member of the team, they've been doing a really good job at joining a lot of webinars and kind of talks with journalists and kind of agencies alike to really build those relationships and try and get to the forefront of what's working at the moment and what's not. And things like um, joining those webinars and following up with a thank you and some feedback, I think things like that go a long, a long way um, when people are obviously taking some of their own time to try and give back a bit to the industry. Um, but also on top of that, the team are just really good at being really reactive on Twitter and looking out for journalists who are asking for help themselves. So it might be that they're writing an article that we might be able to help them with a case study for or be a case study ourselves. So um, we're always um, the team are always brilliant at kind of being on top of that so that you keep building those relationships despite um, despite you know a global pandemic or even more so during the global pandemic to just try and help each other out so I'd say even though things are obviously a little bit trickier people are busy people might be furloughed um, I'd say things like social media and Twitter and joining those webinars and just kind of trying to stay on top of what's going on is really helpful and definitely has helped us still build some new relationships at the moment. That webinar thing is very interesting. Where do you find out about webinars where journalists are going to be a part of? So I think we just, we saw, I think some that have been announced on Twitter. I think we got emailed about one that um, Aaliyah and Jazz joined. It's just kind of, I think mainly on social media, really. There's just a lot of talk about them when they are happening, which is really great. Gosh, side note, that's really cool. I've never thought about joining a webinar to connect with a journalist. I know that sounds like, maybe I should know that, but I didn't think about that. That's really cool. I was just going to say that there have been a fair few. I don't know if they're maybe becoming a little bit fatigued in the industry. If there, there was quite a lot, I think, to begin with about, you know, how to pitch during this time and all various different things. Um, I'm not sure if there's still quite as many or if people are maybe getting as much from them. Um, but they are definitely are a good way. And also to get um, bounce off other agencies and things like that to make sure that, you know, we're we're at the top of our game and just making sure that, you know, we know what's up, really. Yeah, that's awesome. I have connected with journalists at like conferences and stuff. And that's been a pretty good avenue for building relationships outside of social. I feel like webinars are kind of just the digital version of that in a way. Um, Speaking of being on top of your game, do, do you guys have to reevaluate any planned content campaigns? Yeah, definitely. Um, From our side, there was, we, we almost had to pause, you know, for a couple of hours, have a good think about what could potentially be coming our way in terms of a really, really uncertain situation, have a look at the media and reset and go again. And I think the word, apart from unprecedented, I think the second biggest word that I've probably been using, along with many other people right now, is the word pivot. So we kind of got together quite quickly, myself, um, Sam, who is our creative uh, team lead and also Aoife. Um, we kind of put our heads together as quickly as we could, assessed content calendars, worked out and looked kind of three months ahead to see if there were any campaigns that, you know, didn't feel right to be launching, that brands shouldn't necessarily be talking about specific topics. Um, then we kind of stopped them in their tracks. 
Um, that to give you a really good example, there was one campaign that we were looking at doing for one of George's clients, actually, um, around uh, tourism jobs and, you know, the destinations where you can potentially go and get um, a tour, one of the, you know, a tourist job or a, a, a job in a different destination. Um, and we essentially had to pause the entire campaign because one of the first industries to get hit or be significantly impacted as a result of what was going on with coronavirus was obviously the travel industry so as a brand um, that we were working with we didn't feel comfortable and we didn't think it was the best positioning for them to be promoting you know destination-led travel content that was um, pushing hard for how many jobs um, and what the job opportunities were within a given destination because a lot of people started losing their jobs and, and quite quickly. So that was kind of one very real example that we were almost ready to upload things. And I think we still did upload thing, the, the graphic to the site, but we pivoted it very quickly and instead um, produced a quick turnaround idea around a virtual bucket list and you know the different kind of tourist destinations that you could visit from the comfort of your own home virtually. So there were campaigns like that that we had to almost scrap and pull together a new campaign very quickly um, in, in a reactive kind of fashion. But then there have also been other campaigns that have slotted into what we're doing right now really well. So we work with um, a floristry client and they are doing a piece. Um, or they've done a we've, we've worked with them to do a piece around gifting and you know generosity and stuff like that and they're real things that are very you know a huge part of society at the moment we're seeing all different levels of kindness in the world and that's quite topical and ties into what people are, are talking and thinking and feeling um, and not to sound like negative as well because it does sound you know uh, uh, that like we've had to stop and pause and lots of change but this situation has also opened up lots of opportunity for potentially new clients that we are working with and continue to work with existing ones so again um we literally launched a, a report this morning and um Aaliyah and Aoife led on, on the launch of it around the impact of coronavirus in the travel industry and asking people when they are going to feel comfortable traveling through an airport again and do they envisage that you know um they would want to be taking vaccines before traveling long haul and stuff like that so yeah we've definitely had to reevaluate campaigns um we've had to think on our feet we've had to understand what the media are looking for um and there's also been lots of new opportunities so i know there's lots of doom and gloom around coronavirus but there's also lots of kind of exciting opportunities for us to learn and grow with the brands we're working with and and do great things for them as well. I have a question on that. What industries are the new clients in? Sure. So um, we've just started working with an automotive insurance client. Um, and we, again, for them, are looking at kind of coronavirus and the impact on the automotive world. So again, a, a little bit more of a longer form report where um, we've had a we've had a look at when people are going to feel comfortable going on public transport, um, how many people have broken speed limits as well, how many people are driving when they shouldn't be. Um, so the automotive industry is definitely one that's that I think or the or that industry, despite people not being you know driving and stuff as much, we all still need to insure our cars. So that that's one that we've kind of just started working with. Um, and then another industry is healthcare. So I think 
um, you know, there are industries like that that are booming and healthcare is definitely one. We've seen a lot of kind of increased searches around like pharmaceutical brands and online pharmacies for where people want to stay inside and self-isolate but still need their prescriptions and daily medicines and stuff like that. So I think we'll probably see um, healthcare industries start to invest a lot more in their kind of content marketing and, and stuff like that over the next couple of months as we continue to adjust to this new normal. You've already covered a lot of um, the positive outcomes of the situation and, and how you're making lemonade out of lemons. Um, <laughs> and that's really neat. I think we have to. I think we definitely, yeah. you can't sit and, and wallow, can you? Because I think the first couple of weeks, we all were kind of working out what this new normal looked like. And we all had to find our feet and we were trying to evaluate what the media were covering and stuff like that. But it definitely feels like, and this is probably one for Aoife and Aaliyah again to jump in, but it definitely feels like we're starting to really know and understand what journalists are looking for more and more. And that creates really positive opportunities for us and our clients. So it's not it's not all bad, although it's not great. It's not all bad. <laughs> Have you noticed a shift between, um, let's say, the first few weeks versus now? Um, for instance, in our last episode around COVID-19, we had a journalist talk about coronavirus fatigue. And so what she was referring to is that she was really reactive in her reporting for the first few weeks. But now she's more on the proactive angle to where she's talking more about adjacent topics, writing about the new normal versus what's been going on in real time. Have you noticed any sort of shifts on your end or have you considered that in your content ideation or any of the pitching that you've been doing? Yeah, so I think I can really resonate with the, the journalist there that you, like you just mentioned from an audience perspective. So, uh, you know, when all of this really kicked off, the news and the media were it was just dominated by breaking COVID story after breaking COVID story around what, you know, medicines people shouldn't be taking, who was at high risk, what people were doing and, and stuff like that. And I think it was that not there was a sense of panic, but there almost was a bit of a sense of panic around everything because it was so uncertain. Whereas, you know, for the UK in, in particular, we're almost, well, we're six, almost seven weeks into the lockdown situation. And we're we're all we've all kind of adjusted to it now, um, and that new that new normal. And we have seen from from my perspective again as a consumer. I think I've definitely I think it ties into us constantly being online and and knowing what people are writing about and when. But there has definitely been a shift in um, you know topics around coronavirus, and we're not seeing absolutely every you know everything in the news agenda being dominated by it. Instead, there's lots of um, positive stories. I think. The, the man of the moment in the UK last week was the was Captain Tom, who reached his 100th birthday. And we're starting to see all of the, you know, he, made, he raised £30 million for the NHS. And we're starting to see all of these really positive stories come out that um, are tapping into the more kind of positive emotions and side of things. Um, and I've also seen travel has started, the news on and travel has really started to pick up as well so I noticed that um, Travel Supermarket launched a campaign over the weekend that um, shed some insights into you know their people that are booking and looking to book holidays and um, it they're seeing a big spike for for kind of people looking to book from October and November onwards so yeah I definitely I've definitely seen it from a, a news consumer perspective. Um, Aoife, Aaliyah I don't know if you've got anything to add to that and if, if you agree I know you guys are, are really on the front line of pitching and stuff 
Yeah, um, I would say I, I agree. It's definitely been a, um, I'm sure Aaliyah, Aaliyah would agree with me on this as well, a bit of a testing time in terms of kind of, I think it's safe to say that at the start, everyone was just really trying to figure out where they stand. Um, but it, it seems as though things, people have started to find their feet a bit more and things have started to settle a little bit. That's not to say that obviously anyone knows what's, you know, the right, the necessarily the right thing, what, as in what's going to happen and what, where we all move forward from this in the on the kind of bigger scale on a wider picture. But in terms of kind of stories and pitching and things like that, I think it's definitely subjective as well between um, journalist to journalist. Some do want coronavirus related stories. Some are saying, some journalists on webinars have said, you know, don't ignore it, don't pretend it's not happening. And then others have said, oh, no, we want light stuff that doesn't look at it. So, um, it's definitely been um, a challenge in some ways, but a good one in others. I think you've just got to really do your research to see what journalist is writing about what and are they looking at, are they looking at surveys talking about coronavirus or are they on the opposite end of the spectrum and trying to look at more positive, lighthearted stuff that is completely kind of separate to it. Um, so it's definitely, it's been a big um, learning curve, but I think part of that is also going back to kind of the first question on building new relationships. I think in a way that has helped to do that because we've kind of really got under the, try to get under the skin of the journalists and what they're, what they're doing and what they're talking about. And from that, you know, you make sure you're pitching and talking to them about the right things, which has definitely been, definitely been a positive in a lot of ways. So on the flip side of that, have you seen anything definitely not work or do you have any advice around what not to do right now during this time, specifically around content to promote and angles to pitch? Sorry, I was just having to think there. Um, it's a really hard one. I think um, we've, as a team, all had a lot of um, talking kind of back and forth on this. And I think Shannon, actually, she wrote she wrote a blog on this uh, last week or week before on kind of what, what, what people should and should be doing. I think it's safe to say that I think I do. I personally think that we shouldn't be ignoring it altogether. Like we need to make sure that our content is um, it's relatable to now. Like we're not being tone deaf. We appreciate what's going on, but you can be like hearted. I think there's a way to do it and be like hearted. So, you know, for example, you're seeing a lot of stuff at the minute about um, pubs, for example, everyone's missing their local pubs. So they're not ignoring the situation that pubs are closed they're almost addressing it but kind of in a light-hearted way so that kind of thing I think you've got to it's a fine balance to strike but I think you've got to be aware and kind of address the situation in a sensitive way and just try not to scaremonger as well um and if you can add insights through things like I think surveys at the minute are doing well we've seen quite a lot of surveys in the press and people reporting on them because I think they're not they're not there to scaremonger but to really show what everyone's thinking and how everyone's feeling and give a bit of an insight um which I think is an interesting way of going about it so I'd just say yeah try and avoid scaremongering trying to address the situation don't pretend it's not happening as you could come Kind of come across a bit tone deaf but where you can try and make it in a light-hearted way is probably what I'd say I love it very conscientious um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys use the word woke but it sounds very woke of you guys do you guys use that in the UK? <laughs> we um, do. Yeah, awesome. something I haven't personally. I, I remember a time <laughs> a couple of months ago when we were all talking about it and going, what does it mean? <laughs> it's a good thing and it sounds like you guys are living out the um what woke means <laughs> through your PR work. Um, oh, I love it. Uh, I had one question about brainstorming. You guys seem to 
be on the pulse and you guys have good taste in terms of, you know, knowing what to cover and what to explore. And I'm wondering, do you guys meet together on conference call to come up with these ideas? Like what's the process there for brainstorming? We actually had a um, a wider team at one a couple of weeks ago. So oh, it might have been a bit longer. Than, I don't know. I don't know when it was, to be honest. It was probably three or four weeks ago now. All of the weeks are rolling into one. Um, but our creative team lead, Eva and I kind of got together and we were like, like, let's just have an all team brainstorm. Let's not feel restricted by anyone being on certain accounts. Let's not feel like um, we always have to think with a, a certain client hat on and open our mindsets up to just think, what could we, what could we do for this brand? Or what could we do in this sector? Um, what could we do in this industry? And it was actually really good because we almost let all of those creative barriers down. So we had people working on accounts or coming up with ideas and creatively that they wouldn't necessarily do. And we were talking about, you know, gifting send outs for journalists and random acts of kindness. And I think if you consider some of the things that we were discussing and talking about, old school link builders would kind of be like what that's not that's not what you do for a link or that's not what you kind of do um to to approach this in in that way or that tactic so um that's yeah that's what we did a few weeks back and i think now because we've had to almost shift our mindset and go from um i guess the team and i we're really good at repetitive kind of processes and we have these four stages of content creation right we have the ideation stage the um I guess the production stage the outreach stage and then reporting and we we've got such kind of processes within all of that that make us as strong as we possibly can be at what we are but we've had to almost shift our mindsets to become more reactive and more dynamic and go back to our old traditional PR roots where we're looking at the media and we're on the pulse of things which has been really exciting so now we're almost because we've had that preliminary brainstorm we're all thinking about what we should be doing for each other's clients and yeah it's been a really fun way of working so Aaliyah you had a random idea this morning didn't you? Um, so actually, it's quite actually a funny story. So I have since lockdown have become a little bit obsessed with TikTok. Um, and I came across a video that kind of looked at how busy um, destinations and landmarks have been um, previously. And I kind of got thinking about um, the, t- the two meter rule that we have. Um, and it kind of just sparked off an idea to look into maybe kind of what landmarks would look like or what busy cities or destinations would look like if we had to stick to these this two meter rule um so you know i mean obviously venice is a very very busy place um and there's been lots in the media about how it's completely dead at the minute um there's there's not a lot going on um so we kind of got thinking with the team this morning about how we could do something travel related around this two meter rule. So maybe compare what the Eiffel Tower would look like if everyone had to stay two meters apart, but the same amount of tourism was still kind of going on. Um, So we're having to kind of think on our feet and think quite reactively about cool ideas that kind of tap into COVID-19, but aren't negative and kind of still spark interest and a newsworthy to journalists um so it's been quite fun um working with the team to kind of ideate around that at the moment oh my gosh what does that look like I imagine people being sprawled out and then into the ocean am I imagining this well we, I mean we only kind of spoke about the idea this morning so it 
is very much still an idea at the moment, but it, I'm, so it would it would be quite. I mean, the landmarks would have to be absolutely humongous. <laughs> that's incredible. You guys are so uh, creative. I think that's fantastic. Um, I kind of wanted to back up and ask a follow up question. Um, you mentioned, um, I think it was. I, I apologies because I know that there's a lot of names on here. I believe it was Shannon who mentioned something about gifting to journalists or something like that. Um, it was kind of mentioned quickly, but I kind of want to go back and ask about that. Have you guys explored that recently during this time? Yeah, so we've done a couple of um, gifting campaigns for our floristry clients. So we've done some kind of stuff around random acts of kindness and um, we have also looked at kind of Valentine's Day and, and send outs and stuff like that. So the client that we work with is all about kind of ethical floristry and making people feel good and, and stuff like that. So we've um, often sent random flowers just, just for the sake of it to kind of brighten people's day. Um, one idea that we had for that client was around the NHS, the National Health Service here in the UK and creating essentially a blue bouquet of flowers um, or blue blue and white because that's the colours of the, the NHS and then um, either so kind of allowing people to, to nominate someone to send that so you could send it to a key NHS worker as like a thank you or potentially you know creating a few hundred of these bouquets and then taking them down to a hospital as kind of a, a pick-me-up to send out to kind of staff and stuff like that so we put it forward to to the client um, um, and they you know they kind of love the proactiveness of it all but they are so unbelievably busy right now that um, they just went for a, or they opted for a, a huge discount for key workers instead so they're still doing really good stuff and still highlighting um kind of a good cause and stuff like that but um we haven't actually been able to to actually get one off the ground but we've had a good few ideas so yeah hopefully that gives you a bit of insight into into that one particularly yeah definitely you mentioned previously that your work was previously pretty planned out and now it sounds like you're running brand new ideas by clients kind of yeah kind um, of off the hook yeah, yeah. How are your clients um, responding to this new way of working? Really well, actually. They've been really receptive to it. Um, I think there's been a couple that have been um, not nervous around the change in approach, but it's not what we not what they're used to, right? And to an extent, it's not really what we're used to. We we very much as a as a company um, from a creative content and link building perspective, we very much you know focus on creating content every kind of six weeks or so or at least every quarter so that we're not launching just you know two huge campaigns a year and putting all of our eggs into a couple of link building baskets but we like to create lots of multiple smaller campaigns at, at different times throughout the year and for most of our clients we plan to three to six months ahead as well so it's kind of um at first there were a few that were a little bit like okay this is a bit different you know like but they trusted us um and going back to that travel client that we mentioned around the the virtual bucket list that we were promoting um he had some some worries about that in particular he he kind of said to us you know there's not there's not really any data behind this most of our campaigns have have been around data um are we sure it's going to work and it just it took a little bit of persuasion by you know sharing thoughts and feedback that we'd seen or heard on the webinars or um sharing some articles that were kind of similar um and then when you know he trusted us to do it the proof is in the pudding when the links come in so yeah some have been really open to it some are really are thinking that the, the proactivity is great others are a little bit more nervous but um 
we haven't had too many no's yet. Mostly no, the no's have come about because of resourcing. And obviously, we've got the furlough scheme here in the UK and stuff like that. So overall, really, really positive. That just shows that relationship that you have and speaks to that solid relationship that you guys have with your clients too. So kudos to you, because that is not easy. <laughs> no, no. Um, but kudos to the team, really. I can't take it all. It's mostly them. I want to keep going on, but for the sake of time, I think we have to skip to the final question, and that is, what final words of advice do you have for fellow PRs who may be struggling with pitching at this time? I guess heading up the team, um, I've seen it, I've seen firsthand the last couple of weeks how demoralizing it can be when, um, you know, campaigns maybe haven't performed the way that they were supposed to or journalists haven't, because of the furlough scheme here in the UK and, and time differences and stuff like that, we haven't seen the same level of, of replies and, and stuff like that. So I think there's been a few occasions over the last couple of weeks where, you know, morale potentially hasn't been as high as it previously has been. And um, I would just say, you know what, like we're genuinely gonna get through this and there is only so much covid content that journalists can cover so if you can add something a little bit different that's still really has happy and positive and and sheds a, a little bit of life just you know what tomorrow's a new day and you might find the perfect content that come comes back to you and, and bites and gets you that all important link so from yeah i guess from, from heading up the team perspective i would just say trust your gut like you're the expert in this no, link building isn't easy it, it it's never really been designed to be easy um it definitely hasn't been made any easier because of covid but just you know what believe you're going to get through this believe that you're believe in your campaign um and yeah keep keep going with it um Aoife, you've probably yeah you've probably got some good tips there as well um you've been doing lots of pitching and stuff with the team yeah um i think yeah definitely like shannon said morale is I think it's it's a bit of a roller coaster at the moment, you know. Everyone, you know, as well as trying to do work and do the best they can for their for their clients, it's you know important for people to remember to be patient, like with themselves as well. Because at the end of the day, everyone is living through a global pandemic, so there's definitely going to be roller coasters of emotion and um, morale. But I think, kind of in terms of um, PRs who may be struggling with pitching at the time I think it really goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier about making sure you're doing your research it's so subjective at the minute between what journalists want to do and I know Aaliyah and um, Jasmine and other consultant on our team have said this as well like they've come back from a few webinars and there's been kind of uh, conflicting or contradictory um, comments made you know one person saying do this the other saying don't do that so it is just really subjective so I'd say kind of in terms of advice really just make sure you're doing your research on um, more than ever like when you do a media list you should definitely be doing your research anyway to make sure you're going to the right um, the right person but especially with it obviously being a sensitive time people might be furloughed they might be handing over the reins to other people it's more important than ever to be checking checking those websites checking those sites checking the different sectors of wherever you're pitching to checking twitter check their twitter account and um, also from there you might get a good gauge if they've done any webinars and if people have tweeted any tips that might include some advice they have personally given um so i definitely say make sure you're going to the right people you're not being tone deaf you're being kind of sensitive but addressing the situation and giving them something that they can really use and be as helpful as you can. Um, and one thing as well that I think Aaliyah very recently um, learned for herself firsthand was that if you can get an expert comment in to go with your press release or survey, it will go a really long way at the moment. I think obviously there's a lot of hearsay and a lot of things going around, a lot of articles that 
you know, kind of saying lots of different things. So I think a lot of journalists as well are looking for those expert comments to really solidify um, opinions or subjects and things like that. So it's definitely worth, if you can, to get those expert comments in to help with your help with your pictures and you might just find that they'll cover it. Um, I don't know, Aaliyah, do you have anything else that you would add in terms of kind of any advice you would give? Um, I think it's just really important more than ever to just kind of be a helpful human um and that sound that might sound like a really simple tip but i think prs sometimes forget that there is a person at the end of at the end of that email and that um they they just need to 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 create a story so pretty much just be as helpful as you possibly can um give them everything that they need and kind of yeah what Eva said again make sure you're doing your research and you know that they're they're in, that they're going to be interested in this um it's there's a global pandemic going on obviously everyone has got their own personal things going on so it's just really important to be helpful and be kind and and make sure you're doing your research to to get your story out there be a helpful human (laughs) that was great thank you guys so much for your time it was a pleasure talking to you about this stuff no thank you no problem we're good to chat guys and go through it all yeah thanks so much for um getting up extra early for us (laughs) thanks so much for listening to this episode of we earn media if you head over to weearnmedia.com, you'll find a summary of the episode along with links to any of the resources and more information about our lovely guest and where you can find them online. If you have any topic suggestions or just general PR questions for us or future guests, email us at podcast at weearnmedia.com. Of course, you can also find us on social media. Our handle is at weearnmedia and we're on Twitter and Instagram. 